Lord, thank you for that reminder this morning in song. So, so many pictures come to mind there, Lord, of your love for our life. And I know there can be some, Lord, today that may feel like they're forgotten, that may feel like they have gone too far. But wherever we are today in our thinking, in our understanding, I pray, Lord, that the, your reckless love would come in, would invade our hearts and our homes, Lord, and refresh our, our, our lives in a way that would just seal the deal in us that we know we can trust you, we can count on you, we can depend on you. And that, God, we can lean into who you are. That you've, you've got this. You hold the whole world in your hands. You love us. And I pray that we would know that today. That on this day, you would make it known in our hearts and open our eyes to reveal that you love us. How great and how wide and how high and how deep is the love of God. May it touch our hearts. May it breach our souls. May it go deep inside today and just secure it. Lord, secure that, your love in us. We welcome you and we thank you, Holy Spirit, for being with us today. As we open your word, I pray, Lord, you would help us to get it and understand it a little more and continue to put one foot in front of the other and walk this thing out by faith. As you hold us, you keep us, and you help us. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Oh, it's good to be with you guys today. Even though we are apart from one another in physical proximity, the Spirit of God does wonders to bring us together today. So does technology. And I'm thankful for it. Thankful for technology in this day and time that we are in. And we're using it to the best of our ability. And I, I just continue to say thank you to everyone who works behind the scenes to make this happen. There are as you know, there, there are people that are doing things that you can't see that are making this broadcast happen, and I appreciate every single one of them today. Listen, we're going to get into today's Word, and how many of you are ready for the Word today? Let me hear you. Yes, praise God. Good. Um, I'm going to ask you to turn your, in your Bibles or your Bible apps or whatever you're using today to a familiar passage of Scripture to a lot of us, uh, and it's a comforting passage of Scripture to all of us. And it's in Psalms, the book of Psalms, chapter 23. Psalm 23 is where I'm going to ask you to get to. And while you're getting there, I'm going to set a few things up today. I'm going to read a passage of Scripture out of John chapter 10. This is the words of Jesus. And he, he's illustrating a point. And he, and he says, And the sheep recognize the voice of the true shepherd. For he calls his own by name, and he leads them. They belong to him. And when he has brought out all his sheep, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him. For they are familiar with his voice. They are familiar with his voice. 
But they run away from strangers and never follow them because they know it's the voice of a stranger. And then on over in 2 Timothy chapter 1, Paul says this. He says, For this reason I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he, God, is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. Sheep recognize and follow the voice of their true shepherd. Sheep can trust their shepherd. And here Jesus is saying he is the true shepherd. He is the true shepherd. And, you know, in times like this, it begs us uh, to ask this question of ourselves, do we really believe and are we persuaded that God is able to guard and keep what we have committed to him until the day that Jesus returns? Jesus says, hey, the sheep recognize the voice of the shepherd. And they call, he calls them each by their name. God knows you today, friend. God knows who you are. God knows where you live. God knows your name, but he's not after you like in the negative sense. He's after you in the positive sense because he loves you. He's chasing you and he's calling out to you. And it says the sheep know and can recognize and follow his voice because they're familiar with the voice of their shepherd. You know, can, can we trust our true shepherd? Can we really trust the Lord our shepherd. You know, Paul felt like he could. Certainly, Paul said that he could. He said, hey, man, I, I am convinced. I, I know whom I have believed, and, and I am persuaded. There's nothing you can say. There's no argument. There's no debate. There's nothing you can do to, to sway me. I have already made my mind up. It's been made up, and I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that God is able to keep me, even in the midst of uncertainty when I get locked up for preaching the gospel in times of going without food and being shipwrecked. I know my God is able to keep me until the Lord himself comes for me. Friends, Paul thought he, he knew that. He felt that. There's someone else in Scripture who felt the same way, and that's David, a shepherd and a king. And that's where I'm going to ask you to look at for the remainder of our time here in Psalm 23. I've titled today's message, The Lord my shepherd. The Lord, my shepherd. And let's look at what David has to say about that. Psalm 23, reading out of the NLT version, it says this, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows and he leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along the right paths bringing honor to his name. And even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. 
You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely, goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Such confidence. Such confidence, David as well speaks of the Lord as his shepherd. But he starts out and he says, the Lord is my shepherd. It's personal. He makes it personal. God makes it personal. And the question to us today is, do you know the Lord personally? Do you trust him for yourself personally? And David goes on to show us that we can trust the Lord our shepherd personally. And he says, the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. He goes on to prove that his entire life is all wrapped up, tied up, tangled up, if you will, in Jesus. He knows that the Lord is his shepherd. He says, he uses the word shepherd. And Jesus uses the word shepherd for himself and us as sheep. Shepherd, it implies that the Lord is our leader. That if we will trust him, he'll lead our life where it needs to go. It implies the Lord is our caretaker. That if we will yield to him, that he'll get us what we need for our life exactly at the right time that we need it. He is good at that. He is perfect at that. Shepherd implies the Lord is our protector. That if we will depend on him, that we will see his power displayed in our life to guard us and to keep us all of our days until Jesus comes for us. And then David goes on and he expresses the different effects of trusting the shepherd. And I want to draw your attention to five effects of trusting the shepherd. Number one, the shepherd, when we trust him, he equips us. The shepherd equips me. David said he lets me lie down in green pastures or green meadows and he leads me beside the peaceful streams. That's spiritual nourishment and spiritual refreshment. Our shepherd knows exactly what we need when we need it. Consider this verse in Hebrews 5. The writer says, For when someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right, solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have, been, have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. As a babe in the Lord, we live off the milk of the word. As we mature in the Lord, we live, we live off of the meat of the word. You know, the, the growing and the maturing process in the Lord will take place. It'll just happen as we lean on and trust in our shepherd. He will get us the right spiritual nourishment that we need at whatever time frame we find ourselves in. You know, there are parts of God's word that are easier to take in, and there's other parts of the word that are a little more challenging to us. 
that depended upon the spectrum we may find ourselves in spiritual growth, spiritual development, spiritual maturation. Wherever we might find ourselves, our shepherd knows which green pasture, which green meadow he needs to take our life to. He knows in this particular pasture, it will have this for you. Over here in this pasture, it will have that for you. So depending on where we find ourselves in growing more like Christ, our shepherd knows what we need to live on that is good for us in nourishment for ourselves in our spirit. The shepherd knows what we need. But he also goes on to say in him equipping us that the Lord leads us beside peaceful streams, spiritual refreshment. Consider this just one of many different scriptures about the Lord. Psalm 61, verse 2, David says, From the ends of the earth, I cry to you for help, Lord, when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the towering rock of safety, for you are my safe refuge, a fortress where my enemies cannot reach me. The Lord knows. The Lord knows what we need. And any time we may find our hearts overwhelmed, maybe right now, you have, you have found yourself completely overwhelmed. Maybe you have overpromised and underproduced. Maybe you have high demands and unable to meet them. Maybe you have a lot going on as this pandemic is happening and causing us to have to react and respond in ways that we're not accustomed to and we're having to live in certain situations and go about life in a different way. Maybe you just feel overwhelmed. And David says, when I find myself overwhelmed, I cry out to the Lord, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And David again in this Psalm 23, Lord, he leads me. My shepherd leads me to peaceful streams. When we find ourselves overwhelmed, our shepherd knows where to lead us to experience a refreshing that our spirits may need at whatever time that may be. Our shepherd, if we will trust him, will keep our life spiritually fit and we will also maintain being spiritually refreshed. And that's what David is saying to us today, that we can trust our shepherd to equip us. Another effect of trusting the shepherd is our shepherd evangelizes me. My shepherd evangelizes me. David said he renews my strength and guides me along the right path that will bring honor to his name. Look at what this illustration that Jesus gives in Matthew uh, chapter 18. I'm going to read it out of the Passion Translation. He says, the Son of Man has come to give life to anyone who is lost. Think of it this way. If a man owns a hundred sheep and one lamb wanders away and is lost, won't he leave the 99 grazing on the hillside and go out and thoroughly search for the one lost lamb? And if he finds that lost lamb, his lost lamb, he rejoices over it more than over the 99 who are safe. Now, you should understand, it is never the desire of the Heavenly Father that a single one of these humble believers should be lost. The heart of our shepherd 
David wrote about it, prayed about it, experienced it. The heart of our shepherd reaches out and calls out to us for us to come to him. Because we, as sheep, can wander. And we can get, kind of get it made up in our mind that we know where we need to graze. We know where we need to go and proceed. And from time to time, our hearts can get hardened. We can become isolated. We can do it to ourselves. Situations can weigh in on us and cause us to do that. Whatever it is, we are prone to wander. If you don't think you're prone to wander, the Bible says, hey, check yourself. Because it can happen. All right, And that's the, that's the heart of our shepherd, that when we are that way, when we can find ourselves that way sometimes, Jesus doesn't, is not okay with it. He will chase us. He will come after us. He will call out to us. He will reach out to us and to bring us back into where we need to be. Consider this prayer that David prayed, another one, in Psalm 51. In verse 10, David prayed, O Lord, create in me... A clean heart, O oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. O oh, restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me by your generous spirit. Let me ask you this, what, what makes a person pray a prayer like that? What would cause a person to want to pray a prayer? Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Renew a right and steadfast spirit within me. What makes a person want to pray that kind of prayer? Paul says in Romans 2 that it's the goodness of God that draws a person to repentance unto the Lord. A, the thing that would make a person want to pray a prayer like that is simply the goodness and kindness and mercy of our God. David had wandered. David had gotten himself into a rebellious state, and he thought, man, I can get away with anything. I'm the king. I have power. I have prestige. I have people. I can make things happen. Well, the Lord knows everything and he loves us so, and he loved David so, so he came to him, and he called him out. And David was sorrowful. David was repentant. And that's what made David want to pray, because he saw the goodness and the kindness of God. That's what makes a person want to pray a prayer like that. That is the heart of our shepherd. The heart of our shepherd is not to reach out to us so he can bash us over the head when we fall short and make mistakes. Thank God, because that would already be done. I'd have been done a long time ago if that were the case. But the heart of our shepherd says, hey, I see you where you are, and I'm going to call you on it, and I'm going to come to you, and I'm going to love you, and I'm going to bring you back to where you belong so that I can help you become everything you were created to be. That is the love of God. That is the love in the heart of our shepherd. So when we trust our shepherd, it keeps our life moving in the right direction. Come on, well, let's be honest. We think we know the way our life should go. We think we know what direction it needs to take. But truly, sheep 
are so, so dependent upon their shepherd to get them where they need to go. And friends, it's no different with us. We need to trust our shepherd. And as we trust our shepherd, it'll keep our life going in the right direction, in a direction that will honor the Lord and in a direction that will help our life, trusting our shepherd. Another effect of trusting our shepherd is he establishes me. He establishes me. David said, even when I go through life's darkest valley. Not if, but when. When. You know, here's the thing about that is we will all experience even wins in our life. You and I will all experience even when seasons in our life. Dark times, tough times, uncertain times, pandemic times. Times. I didn't think this was possible, but it's possible and it happened. And here we are experiencing an even win situation. But the question is not if, but when. And the deeper question is, what will we do when we face our even wins? Jesus told us in, in, in um, John 16, verse 33, he's telling his disciples, getting them prepped for his going to the cross And he said, hey, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. Take it back, Lord, please. Say it ain't so. But he said, it's going to happen. But take heart because I, your shepherd, have overcome the world. Jesus overcame. Jesus overcame. And so what do we do when we face are even when times. Well, David goes on and he says, he says this, because I trust the shepherd, that when I face even when I go through this dark time of life, this challenging time of life, I won't be afraid. He said, I will not be afraid. And he, and he gives three examples of why I won't be afraid. Number one, he says, because the Lord, my shepherd, is with me. The shepherd is close beside me. And that's a promise of our God is he will never leave us nor abandon us. God doesn't run away from us. God runs to us. God comes to us. God draws near to us. He said, that's one reason I won't be afraid. Another reason is your rod protects me. The rod is God's word, his voice in our life. What he has said and what is written for us now. Paul likens the word to the, in Ephesians 6 as a sword, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And David said, your rod protects me. Your word, your voice protects me. Sheep recognize the shepherd's voice. And he says also your staff. Oh, my shepherd's staff, it comforts me. Jesus teaches us in, in the Gospel of John that the Spirit is the comforter. The Spirit is the encourager. The Spirit is the counselor. And so his staff is his Spirit. It is the very presence of God inside of me. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, the Bible says, lives in you who were born again. And it goes on to tell us that greater is he that is in you than he that is out in the world. The Spirit of God is greater on the inside of you. And so his Spirit, his staff, comforts it comforts so God establishes us the shepherd establishes us as we 
trust him even when we go through certain situations. We don't have to be afraid. There's some of you here today, you're watching, you are just completely tormented and afraid. And the, and the Lord wants you to know, take heart. As Jesus said, take heart. I have overcome the world and I am inside of you. The one who conquered lives in you. The one who overcame lives in you. Take heart. The one is in you. Jesus is in you. His spirit resides inside of you. He establishes us. So as we trust our shepherd, he keeps my life steady. He keeps my life stable. He keeps my life secure. And it leads me to this next one. The effects of trusting the shepherd. He empowers me. The shepherd empowers me. David said, he anoints my head with oil. Anointing the heads of sheep from a shepherd brings healing and a relief from the annoying pests like flies and mosquitoes and, and gnats that are constantly bombarding the sheep. And whenever these little pests attack, they're not big, but they create big problems for the sheep. And so whenever these pests attack, the sheep will do anything they can to get away from their torment. They'll stamp their feet. They'll run around like crazy. Some even bash their heads against trees and rocks. And the only true relief from this torment is the oil that the shepherd will pour on top of the sheep's head. It's not a little dab, but he literally takes the oil and, and douses the head of the sheep so that that oil covers the entire head of the sheep into its ears and its eyes and its nose, any crevice whatsoever where those annoying little pests try to get to. And it makes the, try to drive the sheep crazy. But the oil that the shepherd you got to get that. The shepherd pours the oil. The sheep can't. The shepherd does. Applies the oil to the head of the sheep and it brings relief and it brings comfort and it brings peace. You know, life can be like that at times. Annoying. Annoying pest will try to get to us. You name it, fear tries to douse us. Fear tries to get in any crevice of our mind whatsoever. Fear, anxiety, worry. Man, wondering, what, what's tomorrow going to be like? What will next week be like? What announcement will they make on the news next? What will our mayor say next? What will the governor say next? What will the president issue next? What's going to go on? And worry and fear and anxiety and worry and fear and anxiety and worry and fear and anxiety just is constantly bombarding our minds. Will I have enough groceries? Will I have enough toilet paper? Will I have enough of this? Will I have enough of that? Will I have enough money to pay my bills? Will my unemployment check come in? Will my stimulus check reach me in time? All of these different scenarios and then some. What if my kids get sick? All of this stuff, worry and anxiety, all knocking on our door, coming in trying to just drive us crazy. And friend, the only relief is the oil from our shepherd. Now, literally, there's no oil in the sense that he doesn't, we don't pour oil on people's heads, all right? So it's a spiritual connotation. The 
oil of our shepherd is this. It's the peaceful presence of God. The peaceful presence of God. And so when we trust the shepherd with all of these annoying pests that, try, that attack us and that torment us, try to drive us crazy, lose our peace, go stir crazy, all these different things, what do we need to do? We need to trust our shepherd with all of these annoying pests. And here's what Paul says happens in Philippians 4. He says, when we do that, when we trust our shepherd with these pests, he says, you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything, anything, anything we can understand. You will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard our hearts and our minds as we live in Christ Jesus, as we live in our shepherd. When we trust our shepherd with the annoying pests that come into our life, we gain the peaceful presence of God. The peaceful presence of God. So, we can find ourselves tempted to try to gain peace in natural ways. You name it, we, our life, our, our flesh, the carnal side of us tries to go to those things. There's a list of all of it could come up with. But what will bring full relief to our hearts and our minds is not the natural things that our flesh wants to gravitate to, but it will be trusting in our shepherd to apply the oil upon our head. As Paul says, the peaceful presence of God will reign in our life. It will guard our hearts. It will guard our thoughts as we live in Christ Jesus our shepherd. So trusting the shepherd keeps my life stronger in who I am in Christ. Because the devil wants to make you doubt who you are in Christ. He wants to get you to disbelieve who you really are in Christ. But our shepherd comes to bring peace to keep us strong in who we are in Christ. The effects of trusting our shepherd. Here's the last one. We've talked about he equips me, he evangelizes me, he establishes me, establishes me, he empowers me, and lastly, he embraces me. Our shepherd, my shepherd, embraces me. David said, surely goodness and mercy and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever, surely. Such confidence David has. So he starts with confidence and he ends with confidence, not in himself as a sheep, but in his shepherd. Surely your goodness, God, surely your mercy, God, surely your unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. So as I follow and as I trust my shepherd, his goodness and his unfailing love will chase me. It'll run from me, after me. It'll pursue me. It's just going to constantly come after me because that's the heart of our shepherd. And he says, I will live in the house of the Lord forever. In other words, David's like, I have my mind made up, God. 
why would I wander from this? Why would I try to escape who you are as my shepherd? You have it all for me. Trusting the shepherd keeps my life forever in God. Why would I wander from everything and who you are and what you want to bring to my life? The Lord our shepherd fills our life with everything we need. David's like, why would I escape this? The Lord my shepherd draws me to himself because he loves me. The Lord my shepherd steadies my soul in the midst of uncertain times. Why would I try to get away from him? The Lord my shepherd relieves me from torment and gives me peace. And the Lord my shepherd follows me through life every day. Why wouldn't I trust him? Why don't I trust him every day? Why do I still want to reach out and take control? I don't know. When I read this, when I preach this, when I pray this, it's a constant reminder that I can trust the Lord my shepherd. So can you. Today, if you feel far from this shepherd, if you don't feel close to this shepherd, if you feel like, man, I have wandered, and where is the voice of my shepherd? I want to pray with you today. I'm just going to ask you to pray this prayer with me today. If you know in your heart you are distant from the Lord, I just want you to gather your family around. If you've got other loved ones there in your house and as you're watching this, if you've got some young kids or a spouse or whomever, just humble your heart. Bow your head and humble your heart. If you, you know, man, I, I am distant from God. I've allowed this pandemic to just, man, it has gotten me. It has gotten to me. It has gotten in me in the sense that it has got fear and it's caused me to feel distant and, and, and off track and off purpose with the Lord. Pray this with me today. Just bow your heads. Close your eyes and pray this. Say, Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that you are my shepherd. I have wandered and I am distant. But today, I realize I can't save myself. I can't make it happen. I'm dependent on you. Forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of having control and not letting you control. I repent, Lord, of my ways, and I turn to you today. Help me to move forward in just trusting you, my shepherd. Pour out your spirit in my life and renew a freshness deep within me. Seal this in me now in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Friends, if you prayed, prayed that prayer today with sincerity, I want to encourage you to take a moment. You can click on the Connect link there, and there's a Connect card that will pop up. Take a moment to fill that out and let us know. Even though we are physically distant, we can be spiritually connected. We want to pray for you specifically because we don't want to see the enemy come in and uproot what has happened in your heart today. These are spiritual matters, and we want to go to the Lord and pr cover you in prayer and walk with you in faith. So please do that and let us know. It was a joy to be with you today, church. Thank you for taking the time to tune in.